So when you have your two best players turning the ball over at that clip, uh, it's not going to go well for you. And You can't let them stick around and you definitely can't let them gain confidence as the game goes on. And that's definitely what I saw. Uh, they saw that they could score at will on this team. Yeah, I mean, just kind of embarrassing to kind of get, you know, dominated like that on your home floor, especially coming off a game like they had on Sunday, which I thought was probably one of their best games of the season. That's what we've been waiting to see. And there is pandemonium at Arco. like that motherfucking bean. Here we go. Welcome to the Beam Unit. It's Daily, along with my co-pilot, Liz. What's going on? What's up, y'all? Happy New Year. Um, first quarter, Kings hit from long range early. Keegan, Domas, and Duarte all hit threes. Chris Duarte's defense forced two offensive fouls on the Hornets. HB and Trey also hit threes. Kings up 25-21. Second quarter, Trey hits a three off an Alex Live. Alex Len driving kick. Point Len also finds Herder with a gorgeous backdoor pass for an easy two. Fox hits two threes. Kings up five to end the first half. Uh, I thought the first quarter, I thought defensively, we actually um, came out really nice. Um, we just unfortunately weren't hitting any shots. And then I feel like we just kind of, you know, let them stick around in this game too much. Um, you know, with the turnovers that we were having, uh, I thought Sabonis just too many turnovers tonight and things like that. But the first half, yeah, you can't, you can't let a team like this stick around. You can't let them stick around and you definitely can't let them gain confidence as the game goes on. And that's definitely what I saw. Um, They saw that they could score at will on this team and, you know, our shots weren't hitting, even though we did hit, I want to say 40% from three. So it's kind of weird. I'll have to look at uh, the box score more just to see what else, uh, went wrong or where they had the advantage, but really weird game for sure. Third quarter, Kings get grimy and score six second chance points. Domas already has a double-double by this point. Hornets make a run and cut the lead to one. Fox scores nine points. Um, Monk hits two back-to-back threes. Kings up six to end the quarter. Fourth quarter, P.J. Washington hits a three. The game is tied at 81 all. Trey answers back with the three of his own. Domas is five fouls at this point, including a few questionable calls, as always. He also had 10 turnovers as well. Kings up three with six minutes to go. Scary Terry in fourth quarter. Fox duel in the fourth. Hornets up three with 42 seconds to go. Kings couldn't get it going in the final minute. Hornets win in golden one, 111-104. Liz. Yeah, I mean, just kind of uh, embarrassing to kind of get you know dominated like that on your home floor especially coming off a game like they did, had on Sunday which I thought was probably one of their best games of the season um I mean again you know like Matt Barnes said the first five minutes of that third quarter is when you got to kind of really punch them in the mouth and um the Kings just came out really flat and slow and just didn't look like themselves and just allowed this team to stick around when it mattered and you know we tried to rely on De'Aaron Fox for that you know fourth fourth quarter you know captain save and uh, unfortunately, he had some crucial turnovers. You know, Domas had some crucial turnovers. So when you have your two best players turning the ball over at that clip, uh, it's not going to go well for you. And when you have a guy like, you know, um, Scary Terry that can go off at any moment and do what he does, uh, you know, that's just a recipe for disaster. So 
yeah, just a really bad loss tonight. Um, I thought there was some questionable decision-making in the rotations tonight. I don't usually like to ever question Mike Brown, but Malik Monk only playing five minutes in that first half was kind of weird to me. Um, I don't know if it was like defensive purposes or what was going on. Uh, I thought Chris Darte had a decent game tonight. I felt like he was kind of fighting over, you know, the screens and stuff defensively and things like that. But yeah, just, just an inexcusable loss. Um, you can't like stuff like this happen, especially on your home court. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I felt like the basketball gods will punish you if you fuck around. And Domas is 10 turnovers. You know, I'm not going to say that's the main reason the Kings lost, but you're not going to win easily if you have 10 turnovers. And, and it is what it is. Also, credit to Scary Terry Rozier um, for doing his thing as usual. And I hate to say it, and I didn't want to lose to a team that has Miles Bridges on its roster uh, for reasons. And he goes off as well. And he's always done that against the Kings. Um, and then PJ Washington, who has always been uh, one of my favorite trade targets for many seasons now, uh, also uh, goes off whenever he came in. So yeah, a rough night all around. We are going to open up the mics. Uh, not much to say about this one. Actually, there is a lot depending on how you see it. Loganito, what's happening? Well, first of all, I'm pissed because I tried to take my girlfriend to her first Kings game tonight and she's all excited. I was like, oh, you know what? Let's go to the favored by 16 against the Charlotte Hornets without the best player, LaMelo Ball. And as per usual, the Kings let us down again, play horrible. The 10 turnovers, which is ridiculous by DeMontis. But what's killing me is the freaking free throw shooting, man. 10 of 17. Like, okay, we only get seven. But 10 of 17, it's just the same story every game. And then even when, you know, Darren and DeMontis are not having their best games, they're still putting up numbers, still putting up rebounds and points, and just no one wants to step up into that third role and help him out. And it's just so frustrating to watch, like especially when you feel like we're gaining momentum, right? We win two big games like in a row, like are coming off our best game, and then all of a sudden they just like put a skunker. It's just it's getting tired, and I feel like like I feel like there has to be some sort of trade. Like I, I just I just feel like it has to come because no one wants to step up. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... Jordan, what's going on? Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, Luganito. Jordan, what's up? Ay, ay, ay. I, I mean, what really, what is there to, to say about this game other than, and what pisses me off the most is that it happened in like the last m- minute of the game. That we not only lost the lead, but um, Harrison Barnes, who only had three points, by the way, decided to foul. I mean, I get it. But they're already in the bonus. They're up by three. Really, what? It, really, what kind of fucking foul was that? I get the second one. The second foul was fine. It's like okay, yeah, at that point. But at that point, the game's over. And rare Fox L, man. Those last three shots killed me. The first mid-range shot was um, pretty bad, in my opinion. You either go to the three ball. You go to the rim, which is what you've been doing the entire game. I'd much rather you go straight to the rim, try and take the contact or get the foul. And try and make that shot. I wouldn't I, I don't know why he took that mid-range, but it bounced off the front of the rim and out. Then you had um I believe he took a three as well. That bricked. And then um the very last one, the layup that 
he lost the handle of it and went straight out of bounds. And I kid you not, I almost just jumped in. I almost just jumped in my pool. I decided that I was going to run outside into the pouring rain and cold and just drown myself in my six foot deep pool. Because how the hell do you lose to the Charlotte Hornets like that two years in a row? That is just, it's just unacceptable. It's really unacceptable. On a, ser- on a serious note, Fox still had a pretty solid game. Unfortunately, the rest of the team didn't step up enough that they were going to be able to help him in the fourth. He was pretty much doing all of that work himself. Domas had a... If you look at, you know, just the 23 points and the double-digit rebounds, yeah, like, Domas had a pretty solid game. But then you look at the 11 turnovers and you're like, oh, turnovers were really pissing me off. When it came to just what I was watching this game... Immediately from tip-off, I saw... We came out pretty good defensively, but they weren't playing with energy. They weren't playing with... uh, They weren't moving the ball. They weren't, you know, playing like the team that should be dominating a team that only has seven, now eight wins. They didn't look like a team coming out like that. They looked like a team that was playing lackadaisical, didn't play like themselves ultimately started playing a little iso ball. I was really irritated with the way Malik Monk was playing tonight. There was just a, in all honesty, just a lot of things, easy mistakes that can be fixed, dumb turnovers, uh, not moving the ball, some people's shots, such as Keegan's shot not falling, um, just just dumb decisions. And I know Mike Brown is screeching and hollering at those guys in the locker room tonight because, in all honesty, he's probably thinking the exact same fucking thing. What in the fuck was that? That is not a game you should be losing. And also, it's like, this is the second game to a below 500 team that we've lost. And it makes zero sense to me how how we lose these types of games. The Portland game doesn't make sense, and neither does this one. And this just lies with the with the inconsistencies of this team as of late. I'm not saying that I'm worried that we're like gonna fall into the play in or be in a or fall out of the playoffs completely. I still think we're a top six team in the in the league. And this is just and I guess this season is just part of those growing pains because, you know, we we see inconsistencies. We see um that oh, we maybe shouldn't have let some pieces go and maybe shouldn't have added some pieces. And that's just the you know the reality of building a championship contending team. I'm not okay with this loss, but I am okay with the fact that it is a process. And I've been tweeting this so many times. I don't give a fuck how much negativity I'm going to get from it. A championship contending team takes time, and these are just growing pains. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily a good thing. Doesn't necessarily mean that you know oh the it makes the pain any less painful. Because this is a painful loss. It's just an irritating loss, in all honesty. I always say, though, this team has a tendency to do this shit. They lay an egg because they're feeling themselves. You know, they come back from a road trip, two and one, right? And they're always feeling good. Then they lay an egg. It is what it is. They always do this. And, um, you know, it's a habit they need to break. I just felt like most of the uh, roster wasn't locked in. and. You know, again, you guys know I always talk about variance. 
all the time. And, uh, you know, there you have it. I, I, I do want to ask you daily, do you think a move needs to be made? Big or small? Um, I wouldn't want to move just to make a move. I just want a move it's, if it's there. If someone who could definitely help us is available, then yeah. But just don't don't just do it to do it. Does right. I mean, yeah, I, of course. You know, I, I think that the team just needs help defensively. But also, really, what is that going to do? I think that just takes away from the offensive identity. And, I, and you take away a good shooter like her. I don't care what anybody says. He's still a good shooter. You take away somebody like that, for example, or you take away a Davion Mitchell who's actually been starting to come into his own again. I feel like Davion's been playing a lot better as of late, but you still take you're still taking away a lot of good pieces. So unless there's a significant upgrade, I don't think that they should make another move again because it's like like just to make it either because that that would be a dumb move take away from either a defensive identity or even take away the three point shooting which you get like it or not if you get rid of Barnes or Herder you're especially for a defensive player, you're most likely giving up that unless you get something back. Well, like, I still say, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, I still say Harrison is still that perfect piece off the bench for a championship contending team. He could be our Jeff Green, who we, you know, where the Nuggets had a Jeff Green last season. <clears throat> you know what I mean? I agree. Um, perfect. Even Herder could be great off the bench. I just don't think they are starters on a championship team. The, the, the problem is... So Herder Hive, I apologize for that, but it is what it is. The, the, the problem is, it's like, those are the guys that you're going to have to trade if you're going to make a move. Because, like, really, what else do you have? You have your four untouchables. You have, like, Fox, Domas, Keegan, Monk. Nobody's touching those guys. Nobody. So who's the next guy up? Either Trey Lyles, which I think that they're going to hold on to Trey just because of his energy off the bench. If Monk's not on, it's most likely Trey that's coming off the bench and giving that energy, especially like on the defensive end and rebounding the ball. Yeah, you know what? And we'll get back this. We'll get back to this a little later. Right. Because I do think Zach Levine would be an upgrade from Kevin Herter. Not a significant great one, but he would be a little bit of an upgrade. But we'll talk about that later. Um, I do want to get to some people. Jordan, you know we always appreciate you. And, and please stick around because I do want to get back to that topic. Thank you, man. Serial, what's up? What's up, man? I don't know. It was, it was for me, watching that game was just like watching a very weird game. It felt weird the whole game. Like just the flow, the carelessness. Like, I never really felt like, oh, they're playing this horrific game. But at the same time, I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, y'all going to leave them in this game, aren't you? And they hit some, like, Rozier hit some crazy tough shots uh, that were like, I mean, Duarte was on everybody's. I mean, Duarte, I love Duarte today. He hit a couple of shots. He, every, and I think Katie even pointed out in the, in the broadcast, too, like, there was a point where, like, every – he did not make one bad defensive switch at all for a while. Like he was like doing everything he was supposed to do. So I did like what he brought to the game. Um, but towards the end, I, I kept watching it and I, I didn't say it out loud, but in my head, I'm like, 
in those last three minutes, I'm like, y'all about to lose this game. Like, I see this. I see what's going to happen. It's going to come down to them taking a lead with like a minute or something. And then as soon as Monk took that, I know he takes these shots. And usually in the rhythm of the game, I'm, I'm good with it. Even when they look like a quote-unquote bad shot, I'm good with it. But in that particular instance, you're up one. And there's no reason for you to take that three-point shot four steps away from the three-point line. Like either swing it back to Fox or use the handles that you got to create, but that's not the shot you want up one after all the three last consecutive uh, possessions on both sides. Like you, That, to me, was the best. I didn't have any problems with anything that Fox did in the last three possessions for the most part. I trust, all, I trust his judgment in those. His shot wasn't exactly lighting it up, so he t- he took it to a mid-range. Yeah, it was a little off balance, but I'm good with that. But I thought it was the monk shot right before uh, they the Charlotte took that lead. That was the ill-advised shot. It was like, mm, that's not good, bro. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm I'm not angry. I'm just it's just disappointed because, like I said, the whole game it just felt weird, man. Like just watching it was like. It didn't feel like I was really watching a Kings game. I don't like almost like the hangover game it was like uh, New Year's was two days ago, man. You guys shouldn't have a hangover anymore. But yeah, it was just weird, man. And just touching on the Zach Levine thing, you said I, I get it. I, I get the I, I, I there's a bunch of guys that are passionate about Levine and the, the D'Lo and Casey ch- Chatty House, but uh, uh, you got you're gonna have to give up too much for dude and. He's just a liability in so many ways. I just, I don't want to see it. And I don't even hate the cat. Like, I appreciate some of what he did for the Bulls, but that ain't it, man. That's that's not the move. And if you make that move, you're basically, that's all your chips in the middle on him. Because after that, you don't have money. I don't know what you'd have to give up for him. You probably don't have another move after that, though. And so you're really counting on that to be the one move that's been... I just don't see him as being that dude that takes you over the top. No, I don't. I didn't. I don't think it is. I'm just saying, if they were to get him, he would be an upgrade over Herder, though. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's sure. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But no, the no, no, thing no, that makes right. it a uh, the thing that makes it a big no is is the salary, right? Like, I feel like his contract is too big. Are you looking? Oh, he's it up? got like. <laughs> uh, I think he's got like. No, I'm not looking up. But I, if I remember right, he's got like. What he's got like three or four years left at at thirty something. Like it's it's a pretty significant contract. Yeah, no, he he makes uh roughly forty five. So yeah, I'm way for forty five for someone who could create his own shot, but kind of isn't a two way player. Um, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I agree with you though. He he is an upgrade from Herder. It's just the only way I'd even consider to get him is if they're the Bulls are really all in on like we just want draft picks. You know, we'll take one. We just want the like, basically, like we just want him the cap hit off of our off of our books. You know, yeah. So yeah, but that that's it. Though. But yeah, I agree with you. He, I mean, he's an upgrade over her, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you, Manny. Thanks, and Mark. happy New Year, Ross. What's going on? Yo, what's up, everybody? Um, tough loss. Uh, as far as the trades, real quick. Um, I think Monty's going to wait for a bottom feeder team to sell low on somebody. I don't see him 
you know, like a Zach Levine player, I don't see him going out and spending a few draft picks and a player to get him if they want to settle for like one draft pick, kind of like it did with Herter, ironically enough. But when we did make that Herter trade, it was a brilliant trade and still can be. Herter is not dead. He's just struggling right now. Um, but the man is struggling, no doubt. Um, actually, to touch on him real quick, I just feel like he's, when he started slumping a little, he just, he wasn't in the rhythm of the offense. And I think that's why you got to do a lot to get benched by Brown. And he just, he was almost trying to shoot his way out of a slump. And that's not what you do in a Mike Brown offense. It's ball movement. It's waiting for the exact perfect shot to come to you, as opposed to just taking a quick one when you got a little open look. So um, just on that, but uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of ugliness. I, I turned on the TV and I, I actually got to watch this game live tonight and saw Cody Martin and Terry Rozier in the starting lineup. And like my heart dropped to my stomach because it's those like sick names like that, that just always seem to go off and they're so comfortable. Um, Kinks came out kind of trading baskets and then they went up by 10 and looked like they were pulling away. And, um, Liz, I think the reason why Monk got benched um, and Brandon Nunez did a little uh, post about it, um, he just had three really low IQ plays to start. One of them was on a fast break. He caught the ball with his back facing the basket in the corner and turned around and shot a three-pointer when we're up 10. And then a couple kind of questionable turnovers and – Hornets immediately went on a 10-0 run, and they looked like um, Katie made a point that the first half versus uh, Denver, they were going all ISO. And they they started off the game plan um, really well, sharing the ball. And when they went down 10, they started going ISO, taking terrible threes, and they were, they were on the ropes. And we let them right back in. And um, like Daly said, the basketball gods will punish you. Um, you take a bad three on one end, is it like 99% that the other team comes down and makes the three? It's got to be some ridiculous percentage because the basketball gods are for real when it comes to that. Um, but yeah, just a sloppy game. Um, nobody's going to talk about it because he's our, you know, beautiful baby, but our man Keeg struggled and um, I don't want to point the finger at him, but he played, I think the most minutes on the team, 37 minutes. And just a really rough game. Um, Bridges was tough. That's a really tough guard. I'm not going to be mad at him for that. But just kind of feel like when he's struggling on offense right now, he's kind of starting to let it affect the rest of his game. Um, I'm not worried about him at all. But, you know, if we're going to call people out, he he had a rough one. And um, one other person I'll call out is – I love you, Barnes, but I just looked at his numbers, and I think he played 24 minutes, and he had three one-and-one, which is it's really hard when you're playing two full quarters and you're only giving us one field goal, one rebound, one assist. And that foul he had at the end was was just the lowest IQ because we still had – I think it would have gave us a few seconds left to get the ball back. defensive stop so that's tough um on the positive trey um only playing 17 minutes and he just he's been playing so good i 
I don't see how he doesn't play 20 plus minutes from here on out. Um, Duarte was really good again, um, had I think seven rebounds, four assists and almost 10 points and just gives you that kind of gritty energy. So um, I love him in the starting lineup. I just thought it was one of those nights, you know, um, I don't know what was on the ball, but it slipped through Sabonis's hands like five times and Monk's hands a few times, Fox hands a few times. So that was just brutal. Um, but Fox in the last five minutes showed that he's the man um, I'll live with. I don't love the shot selection of the mid range um, when we're down three, but he's been so good. And he just was having such a terrible first quarter. And you look up and he's got 28 points. It's just, it's incredible. Um, guy is the truth. Uh, but you know, I'm going to do what I always zoom out because I've been watching Kings basketball a long effing time. And this team's really good. And it was one game. Um, they literally just needed one defensive stop in the last five minutes. I kept yelling at the TV. They go up three. I say, give me one stop and we win this thing. game. They go up five. Give me one freaking stop. And they just couldn't get the stop. Um, so right back at it tomorrow. Um, let's see how they respond. They they've responded really well after a bad game. So I expect even though it's on a back to back, they show up. Um, appreciate y'all. Have a good night. Thanks, Russ. Happy New Year, and well said. And thank you for landing your plane on a positive note. Uh, I always appreciate that because we we could go full doomer if we wanted to, uh, but I'm glad you stayed positive. Some interesting stats to note. Um, of course, the Hornets won the turnover battle, six less turnovers, twenty to fourteen. Of course, they win the free throw battle, 78% to uh, the Kings, 58%. And then, yeah, really weird. Uh, I think our turnovers offset the fact that uh, Kings had 20 more rebounds. Probably seven times out of 10, teams that win the rebounding battle will usually win. But not if you have uh, that many turnovers, you know? Chase, it's been a minute. How are you? It has been a minute. I was just going to say, I don't think I've spoke this year, so... Uh, it's good to be back. I've listened in on a couple of them. I was going to say, first of all, congrats to you guys for uh, the growth on the space here. There's a ton more listeners this year than there there has been last year. So congrats to you guys uh, and props to you guys for giving the community a spot to uh, be heard and like share their insight. That's very awesome of you guys. Uh, and you guys also keep it a pretty respectful space, whereas, you know, we get these, uh, I'm not going to mention any other, any other teams, but we get other spaces that are pretty hostile. So, uh, big ups to you guys. Uh, yeah, I've been, I haven't been around this year, but, uh, I was just going to say, well, big ups to whoever just spoke. Trey Lyles, yeah, is playing well. I think he had a slow start coming back from not playing, but I think he's been playing a lot better lately. Uh, someone also said that it looks like the hangover game, which is kind of ties into what I wanted to say about how. I think a lot of like our role players just like just take a seat in some of these games because they're like, well, I'm not the man. I'm not De'Aaron Fox. I'm not Sabonis. Like if I'm not hitting my shots, then I'm just not going to make a, a difference today. Like we have a lot of, you know, streak shooters like a guy like Kevin Herter who can shoot the ball well. But if he's not shooting the ball well, it seems like he kind of just, you know, takes takes the game off. He's like, well, if I'm going to shoot like shit today. I'm not going to add anything. Um, and that's something that's kind of been bothering me. And that's why. Uh, I mean, last year I was anti-trade, but this year I feel a little more like, like willing to make a trade. And uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm an unwarranted Chris Duarte hater. Uh, the amount of hate I give that guy is just like absolutely ridiculous. I don't know why I hate him so much, but I just don't really like him. 
Um, but seeing him come out and play tonight uh, was like refreshing because he kind of had like a little bit of that dog in him. And obviously he's probably fighting for minutes and wants to stick around, but seeing him hustle for boards and second chance baskets and, um, you know, driving and dishing and trying to make something happen is, is refreshing because I don't know, last year it seems like the beam team kind of put that fire under some of our, our role players and, um, they wanted to be a part of something and, you know, turning Sacramento around was something that everyone was really proud of, but I don't know, man, it just seems like on some of these nights, um, you get guys that are just like, I'm not going to make a difference. So why would I play that hard? And I, I don't know. I just haven't really been seeing like a ton of hustle out of some of, uh, some of our guys. Like I don't see HB hustling a lot. I don't see Kevin Herter hustling a lot. I don't, I don't see like these guys really fighting for, uh, second chance points and things like that as much as they used to. I don't know. Maybe they think they're getting traded or something like that. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels like that, but that's just kind of how I feel. Um, but yeah, Fox, Fox played a decent game. I don't give a shit that he hucked three balls at the end of the game. I mean, he's the guy to do that, so whatever, but the game should have been in the bag before that moment anyways, and uh, Sabonis keeps putting up consistent numbers. I don't know why we're turning over the ball and dropping it so much, but it is what it is. We just got to tighten up a little bit. I don't know. Today was weird. Whoever said it was like a hangover game was kind of right. It seems like dudes were just kind of clueless tonight. I don't know what was going on. Our team's still fucking fire, though, and we're a playoff contender, and I think we do need to improve our, like, three or four position maybe. So, Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, I'll take this team any day over the vomit game team. You know what I mean? So when you put it in that perspective – think we're fine uh you are duarte hater as is i would say probably 60 percent of the fan base i'm a duarte truther uh i just love having a person who's starting that isn't always targeted uh on the defensive end and even if he has a stat line of maybe two rebounds and four points at least it's not being ran through you know what i mean so i'll take that any day 100 yeah so uh yeah chase uh good to hear from you Thanks for coming through. We appreciate you. Sean, I know you're going to lay in. I'm waiting for it. Go for it. No, nah, nah, I'm not going to lay in. Uh, honestly, we're just jackal and hide. I don't understand this team. Like, when, like uh, Chase, I think it was. Like, when we want to play the best teams, we fucking play the best teams and we, we hustle. Like, there's just so many possessions where, like, people are just, like, doing the dumbest things, letting – their defender, uh, you know, the person with the ball just blow right by them, get layups. I mean, at the end of the game, we gave up that wide-open layup, and then Keegan has his hands up. It's just – it's unacceptable, and I don't know what Brown has to do, but, I mean, we're just jackal and hide. Like, we just played the uh, Hawks, and we somehow pulled that out, and we never win in Atlanta. And then, freaking, we played the Grizzlies, and honestly, I was like, we're going to lose this. There's no way. John Morant's going to go for 50, and, like, we won. We dominated that game. Um, but, I mean, I, I'm one of the people that Duarte drives me nuts, but I got to give, you know, hats off. He played really well. Uh, he played really good defense. He hustled, and I think that's just what it is. Like, maybe Chase is right that Barnes and Herter think that they're getting traded, but, like, some of the effort on some of these players, like, even Don, Donovan Mitchell had some bad plays. It just like I think it's more up to Fox and Sabonis or whoever the hell the enforcer is on this team to really light a fire under people because we're just going through the motions against these trash teams. 
and we should be able to just dominate them. Like once we go up on go up ten, we should just jump on their neck and end the game. Like it shouldn't even be a question. And they didn't even have Lamelo Lam- Ball, so it's like every time as Kings fans, a starter is out, they beat us. And it's just like I don't really understand like why we're so jack home hide. So really, normally I lay in, but I'm not doom and gloom. I still think we're a good team. I just think that we just take so many plays off and we just don't, I just, I don't know. It's just confusing. Like people said at the Hanover game, to me, the way, the best way I can put it is Jack and I, like I said, three times, it's just like, sometimes we can, you know, when the good teams come into town, we're ready to play and we win that game somehow. And then, you know, here comes Houston and here comes the Hornets and here comes a couple other teams that we've lost to and we lose. I, I just don't understand it. And then I guess the last thing I'll say is, so Bonus had an off game, but obviously, as we know, he can't have 11 turnovers. I mean, I think he got some bad whistles, but 11 turnovers, we just couldn't hold the ball. So, you know, hey, we move on, we turn the page, and uh, play the next game. So, Sean, appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, to- man. Thanks for the space. Uh, good luck, everyone. Appreciate it, and, and Happy New Year. Torino, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Happy New Year. Um the going into New Year was great. We were all riding that high and, you know, day two of, of the New Year. And I don't know the guys. I, I don't know. Maybe they uh, – I really don't even know, to be honest. Like like Manny had said earlier, you know, this game kind of felt like it was going to be one of those games. I'm not saying that I felt like they were going to lose, but I just felt like it was just going to be a game where I don't really know if we're going to get – being team basketball tonight, I feel like we're going to get, you know, just kind of go through the motions hoops. And that's kind of, and that's what we got. And obviously, you know, uh, as we've seen this, we've seen this before, you know, struggling teams are desperate. They, they want wins way more than we do, which is sad to say, you know, or they need them or they're more hungry for wins. You know, we're ninth at the, now nineteen thirteen, So, you know, we're a top six team in the West. You know, we're in good standing. We have two stars and, you know, this and that. And then a team like the Hornets, you know, who are injury uh, ridden and, you know, was on an 11-game winning streak or lose, excuse me, losing streak and, you know, almost assuredly going to lose tonight, you know, still came out desperate. And, and ultimately, <clears throat> that's why they won because they were desperate. And we just – Went through the motions and just felt like we could cruise through and we just can't do that. I mean, we're just not that elite as a team yet. And I love our team. We are a great team, but we're not elite to the point where we can cruise and still whoop a team's ass. We just, we aren't there yet. So, you know, I mean, I really don't know anything further not to, I don't even really want to target any players specifically. Like, obviously, hats off to Duarte and Alex Lynn because, of all of the guys aside from Fox's fourth quarter uh, theatrics, which is what's expected now, you know, those two guys kind of were the ones that stood out. Trey did, you know, he, he, he has some positives, but just, just on a, on a grand scale from, you know, the, from top to bottom, Dorte and Alex Lynn completely played the best of anybody on the team, you know, and of course the scoring won't tell you that. The stats may not back it up necessarily, but it's always about the little things really as well, not just scoring and rebounding and assists. Um, they did what you needed them to do. 
uh, to even make it competitive, which is sad to say, considering it's the Hornets. Like, I feel like we shouldn't have had to really, you know, <clears throat> play a perfect game, just play, you know, play right enough where you can get a convincing win. But uh, to me, you know, they were the two that really just kind of did the little things, you know, to, uh, you know, keep it competitive. So shout out to those two. You know, so I, I really know, on a serious note, I did, that's really my biggest question in regards to, like, Harrison. Like, I love him. Great, you know, you know, leader, a great voice in the locker room, but just on the court, like, it's just time and time again where he's really not giving us anything. Three points. What one assist, one rebound, or whatever his stats were like for a starting small forward in today's game. A lot of uh, many teams aren't winning when their three isn't, you know, giving them more production. So, right. I mean, um, I'll go ahead. no, I was just gonna say, I think we won that last game where uh, Barnes and Herder only played 12 minutes, right? Yeah, something like, like they didn't, they yeah. didn't play a lot, and, and I like, feel like in a lot of games where they kind of did get yanked and they didn't play in meaningful minutes. We kind of took off and we, and we kind of, you know, executed in the way that we know they can. So I really don't, I don't really know. Like maybe like, like uh, I think uh, Chase had mentioned, is it because they think they're going to get traded? I don't really know. I feel like, especially for Barnes, as long as he's been in the league, I feel like that's not something that would really like, I guess, get him off his game. I just, to me, I sometimes question Harrison's like, his will to really want to, you know, to really want to be out there and be effective. Like, I feel like at this point, he just kind of coasts. Like, and that's, and I've been feeling like that for at least even going into last season because when it comes to loose balls and it comes to, you know, uh, boxing out and really just trying to get to the ball, I just don't see that in him. Like, and he's, and he's in, He's in position to get loose balls, and I just don't see him really putting the effort in going for loose balls and stuff. So, right. you know, and so that's that's just the only thing I question when it comes yeah. to you know Barnes and Herder. Is Herder got his 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 leash is short? Barnes, aside from him being a vet, why is his so long? I feel like at this stage they're probably better. And I even said this when he was a free agent, and 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 we were gonna well, we didn't know we were gonna resign him or not. I know people were done with him, and I was just like, hell, I don't even uh, hate him. I would love him back. He just needs to be off the bench for us. No, I I always say Harrison is the perfect candidate to come off the bench for a championship team. Seriously. I think eight eight of his minutes, though, eight of his minutes could have went to Sasha, I think, because I was thinking, well, if we're going to yank Barnes, who do we put put in? I'd rather have Trey back up uh, Sabonis at times and go small ball five, and he could Mm -hmm. pick over Barnes' minutes as well. But yeah, some of those minutes could have went to Sasha, and I and I would have been okay with that because in the minutes that Sasha has uh, given us in some really crucial games early on, he's made the most of them. I, aside from being a sniper, like he's been a way better defender than I bet any of us didn't even think going into the season. So you know, rebounding and just high IQ, like like everyone talks about the foul that Harrison made. Do does Sasha? Uh, foul at that moment who knows maybe not I don't I don't really know but you know right now just two of our well now I won but really still two because I would say Kevin is still a constant starter for us until it's that's just not the case anymore two of our starters are not really giving us what we need and 
they, they their production warrants bench, uh, you know, warrants being bench guys at this point. And and again, not trying to shoot them down, not trying to you know run them out of town or anything. Just what they do just does not, no, does it's, not it's, you know take us to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's very easy to see. So you know, I don't think you're uh, shitting on them at all. Uh, Torino, thank you again. I appreciate you coming through as always. Nolan, thank you for your patience. What's going on? Yeah, start off. Peeped at your uh, list. MF Doom sneaking in there like that. And your other artist list, Beastie Boys sneaking in top 10. Also like that one as well. Um, (laughs) Thanks. No worries. Um, But. I didn't watch too, too much. I was just trying to watch what I could. I was at the gym. It was on TV at the gym. So, But more so with the – I know everyone, when we lose, wants to talk about trades. Um, ship this, get this, fix this. But more often than not, I feel like teams that win the championship is whoever's most healthy and whoever catches fire uh, heading into the playoffs. We've seen what a lot of our guys can do. Yes, they've been in a slump. Uh, even Herder last year, I think he started off the year really slow, and then he picked it up, and he was on fire, and he kind of got cold near the playoffs. Um, but if we just – I'm fine either way. If we make a big trade, if we try to go for a guy, if we just try to get depth or we try and stand pat, because we know what players are capable of. We know what Kevin Herder can do when he's on. We know what Harrison Barnes can do when he's on. He started off the year amazing this year and then tapered off. So if we stood pat and we don't like the trades we see um, – Full trust in Monty with that. If he doesn't like what's on the table, we got a lot of assets. We could do noise next year. I think we have decent cap space in the free agency. I'm not uh, compared to other teams uh, this year. If we really wanted to try to just sign depth, sign one big guy. Um, but I think it's just if we catch fire going into the playoffs, if everyone wants to stand pat and see how we play out the rest of the season, let guys sit or not get as much minutes, let them work on their shot, work on whatever they need to fix leading into the playoffs. I can see us making some noise in the playoffs with the team we have. But that's what it is. Whoever catches fire, whoever stays the healthiest, that's who usually wins the chip. Other than that, nothing else to say. A tough loss today. So you're not a proponent of any trades right now? I mean, I wouldn't be upset. I know it sounds like a quick fix. and it, like If you want to see Akam on your team, I'd love to see Akam on the team. But I could also see the standpoint of staying put. I, I, I like what we had last year. It's hard to replicate it, but you've seen it done, so it's not impossible. We could we could still, with our guys, if Herder plays how he should, uh, Davion leading in becomes that defensive stopper we need and have all of our guys play to what we've seen them play. It's not like we're asking someone to go out there and be something they're not. The, all these guys have done it before, and we've seen it. It just – Whoever can be the most consistent heading into the playoffs. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, tough loss tonight. It is what it is. I, you know, I still chalk it up to them just feeling themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, just shitting the bed. Um, thank you, Nolan. Appreciate you. And it, thanks for checking out the uh, the music list. Appreciate. Had that. to. Had to. Uh, feel free to post yours though, man. Uh, I got to think. This will that'll be like a three four day. In the chamber, thinking uh, that's a tough one. Too. It's that's not. Fine. That's the funny thing. It's just Twitter. Like, yeah, it's not set in stone. No one's gonna hold it up against you. Uh, yeah, fuck. Like, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get one out tomorrow. Keep keep your eye out for it. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. I appreciate it. 
Um, Liz, any thoughts that we should probably uh, close up shop in about 10 minutes or so? No, I mean, the game speaks for itself. <laughs> they, they went out, they embarrassed themselves. Um, they got a tough one tomorrow. Uh, they definitely got to come out um, playing a lot better. I mean, the we're both basically on back-to-backs. We all know how our season has looked on back-to-backs, so don't get uh, two embarrassing losses in a row. But, yeah, this game was just inexcusable, so there's not much more to be said. And on the trade front, how are you feeling? I mean, I'm just going to stand where I've always stood. Like, I mean, I trust with Monty what he's going to do. I mean, he's not going to make a move just to make a move and swing for the fences just to swing for the fences to appease you know, Kings fans, because, um, you know, sorry to all, if you uh, think you're a general manager, you're not. That's why he gets paid the big bucks and we don't. Um, the trade machines that I've been seeing sometimes are just laughable. Uh, so, you know, we got to be patient with this stuff. Rome wasn't built in a day and, you know, this Kings team uh, definitely won't turn into a contender overnight. So um, we just kind of have to wait to see what happens and, you know, take it one game at a time. Absolutely. Speaking of Taraji B. Henson, UCLA women's basketball team just played USC. And one of their players, a guard, shot eight threes, right? Her name is London Jones, but somebody nicknamed her that weekend, Taraji P. Hoopin, which is probably one of the greatest basketball names I've ever heard. Taraji P. Hoopin. I think that's the dopest thing ever. Liz, any last words? No, just on to the next one tomorrow. And, you know, hopefully we come out with a better effort. And, uh, you know, because this Orlando Magic team, they've been pretty good this year. So this game is not going to be easy by any means, especially both of us being on a back-to-back. We know we haven't been good at back-to-back, so uh, we need to change that narrative coming into 2024. Man, you know what? I think the Magic are definitely another litmus test since they are legit. They beat Boston. You are 100% correct on that. And then uh, I already said uh, last space, last episode, two of my fears were us being the team that loses to Detroit and that's still a fear, even though they already got um, their losing streak. Losing to them is one of my fears. And then also getting ran out of the building by Tyrese and the Pacers, which is a very big possibility. Uh, I just don't want to see it. And it's on my mind for whatever reason. Scared for that happening because I, I think they totally can. I hate to say it. Anywho, guys, um, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming through. Good day. Good night. Light the beam. Thank you.